0: Time of worship by opening up the Word of God, and today's Scripture is going to come from the book of First Peter in chapter two. La de hoy va a venir del libro de Primera de Pedro, capítulo dos. So let's go ahead and open our Bibles, and you can uh, read along in Spanish or in English. I'll be reading for us in English today, and the passage should be. Up right behind me in the in the slides, or if you're at home, it should be in the slides as well. And go ahead and follow along. First Peter, uh, chapter two, verses four to five, and then nine to ten. And uh, very grateful for all that all, all that God is doing and all who God has gathered here today. We're all here for a purpose. We've all been drawn together. And uh, wherever there are two or three are gathered, Jesus is in our midst, and we receive that, and we're, we lean into that, and we're excited for what he would reveal to us this morning. Um, and for those at home as well, yeah, allow Jesus to be able to speak a new word to you this morning as well. So First Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 5. Let's hear now with open ears and open hearts from the Word of God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. As you come to Him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to Him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light." once you were not a people but now you are the people of god once you had not received mercy but now you have received mercy amen well that was first peter chapter 2 verses 4 to 5 and then verses 9 to 10 let's pray god we thank you for your grace we thank you for your calling we thank you god that you meet us in all of our questions, you meet us in our confusion, you meet us in our anxiety, Lord, you meet us just as we are. And we pray this morning, God, that you would do a spiritual heart surgery on us. Help us to see you, God, as the God that you are. And Lord, would you shine your light on us, shine your light on us and teach us something new, Speak to us, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. So, we've been in this series on embracing the spiritual disciplines, on learning to grow in our spiritual maturity, and that's a, that's very essential and key to being the community that we are here at Imago. Uh, As many of you know, if not all of you, imago means we're created in the image of God with our identity in God's image and our purpose in the image of Christ. And really, we've been uh, looking at this series of embracing spiritual disciplines and last week or we talked about meditating on God's Word and how when we're shaped by the Word of God, that allows us to grow into the next season, the next level of our spiritual lives. A couple of weeks ago we also talked about prayer and how prayer is absolutely key and it is a gift of God to be able to enter into God's presence and to bring our true selves before a true God. But what we've been learning about together as we've been talking about what it means to uh, to embrace the spiritual disciplines is we've realized that we can be transformed and we can become Christ-like by imitating the activities that Jesus himself practiced. When we actively imitate the activities that Jesus practiced That's what it means to engage in spiritual disciplines, and spiritual disciplines are what make the direct connection between discipleship and discipline. The spiritual disciplines lead us to spiritual maturity. So again, if we are looking for God to take us to that next stage, to that next level, the spiritual disciplines provide a pathway to growth. So, what were some of the spiritual disciplines that Jesus practiced? Just to name a few, and we've been talking about these over the last few weeks together. Jesus practiced solitude. He practiced silence. He practiced extended time in prayer. He practiced simple and also sacrificial giving. He practiced intense study and meditation on the Word of God That was something that he did since he was young, all the way to the cross, he was still reciting Scripture, and he also practiced service to others. So that's why we do all of this together. We're going to be serving on April 24th because Jesus first served us, and we're trying to grow, we're trying to grow in our spiritual lives, so that means that we will do as Jesus did as well. And... We're going to be preparing for Easter next week, but just to bring it all together, to tie together this whole series on spiritual disciplines that we've done during Lent as we've been preparing for Easter, we've really been realizing that prayer and meditation on all of the spiritual disciplines lead to something called spiritual formation, And uh, what we see is that spiritual formation is actually what forms our calling, what forms our identity, and what forms our purpose. Dios está formando nuestra identidad y propósito y nuestro llamado. And so God uses the spiritual disciplines to form our calling. And as we read here in this passage, together as a church community, we are called called Whether we feel like it or not, whether we sense it or not, God has called us, we are a called community, and God has also called you, each one of you individually, to discern as individuals. And in this season in 2021 whether at home or online all of us here in this church community we are called to discern how God will use us for his purposes in this new year and in this new season we're called to rebuild in 2021 even as we as we experience it from a day to day and a week to week this is a season of rebuilding this church together Amen. And each one of us has a role to play. Each one of us has an essential part to play as well. I'm grateful that even in this time, God has continued to bring new people to call back others, and I'm just excited to see how He's going to use it all and bring it all together for His glory and for this common mission. For some of us, it's taking that next step in responding to this call. I'd love to be able to hear from you. How do you feel that God is going to use you in this season? And part of my role and call as a pastor is to equip and empower you for that so that you can go for it. All of us are invited to respond to the call of God. And everyone has a role to play. Everyone can pray. Everyone can give, give of time, treasure, talents, and everyone can discern how you may lean into your calling in 2021 and in this season, taking a step of faith in following God into mission. So all of us in 2021, in this new season, I want us to be thinking of ourselves as construction workers, right? So get a hard hat. Construction workers rebuilding something together. Or to think of ourselves as midwives helping give birth to something new once again. So my hope, my prayer for you is in this year that you would discern, pray, and envision what this next stage is. For you, individually, but also for us together as a church community? What's the next stage that God is inviting us into together? So that's something that we're going to commit to. And I just want to tell you that I really um, am grateful that each one of us is called to, to be blessed, but we're blessed to be a blessing to others as well. And my hope and prayer is always that this church can be a blessing to you. But I want you to know as well as congregants, again, uh, whether at home or here in person, that you have the ability and the power to bless as well. You can be a blessing to your community. You can be a blessing to your church as well. Amen. And this is a way that I think you can be a blessing, just to be upfront and clear with you. Um, All of us can be a blessing to one another and to this church community by being what I like to call that next level, um, that next level disciple, to be a matter of fact, F A C T, kind of follower of Jesus. F A C T. These are ways to bless your church, to bless your community, to bless others. One, F, is being faithful. Then A is being approachable, right? Not just uh, being with me and mine or in my own little clicker world, but being approachable and also approaching others and welcoming others as well. Then C is being committed. To be committed, consistent, and to be a contributor. That's a way to bless those around you, to bless your church as we're uh, rebuilding in this new year that's F-A-C, and then T is to be teachable. You can be teachable, open to what God is teaching you in this new season, and then putting that into application, into action together. So, those are ways that we can bless one another as a church community. Just to kind of shift gears here a little bit, this week… I got to, to spend a few days in Northern California. I was in the Bay Area where one of my closest uh, friends, a close family friend of ours, one of my best friends actually, he's making a very big move. He, he and his whole family are moving internationally. They're moving to Australia in three weeks. And I'm really going to miss him so much because of everything that I've learned from him. A lot that I've even learned as a pastor, I've learned from him. And I used to be an assistant pastor with him, but uh, I'm grateful for all that God is going to do in his life. But we went to go uh, pray with them. That was in the East Bay, that was in uh, Oakland, San Leandro, Berkeley area, and in Oakland is uh, where he pastors. And we went to go pray and send them off um, as they prepare to make this big international move. But while we were up there, some of you know this, but I actually spent several years up in Northern California in the Bay Area, almost 10 years actually. That's where I started my experience as a pastor. That's where I did my undergrad. That's where actually Charlotte and I got married. That's where we started our life together. So while we were there, we actually gave our kids the grand tour of where mom and dad started their life together. And we were pretty excited where we started our marriage as well. We showed them where we took our ma- our wedding pictures, and we showed them our first apartment, our tiny little apartment. <laughs> into the Bay Area, and um, I got to show them where Dad went to college, and at the end of the tour, I you know, asked my kids if uh, they had any questions for me, or what their big takeaway was, or if they had any thoughts or follow-up on that, and um, the one question that my my son came up with is uh, he actually, my oldest son, Lemmy, he just said, yeah, Dad, I, I have a question, actually, and I thought, all right, great, we're, we're getting somewhere here, we're gonna get to bond and go deeper. And I thought he might ask, well, where did you and mom meet? Or how did you fall in love? Or what did you study <laughs> while you were in college? And instead, as I looked into my, my little boy, my uh, five-year-old's eyes, and, he said, uh, and I said, what's your question, son? And he said, yeah, dad, I have a question. Can we get pizza? Can we get pizza for dinner? You know, and I, I, I thought, I scratched my head there and I thought, really? It's like, come on, buddy. I, I thought we were getting somewhere here. I thought we were gonna be able to, but it's okay. All I got was a, a pizza order request, but it's all good. Poured my heart out there, but I continue to, to love them no matter what. But one thing I realized, joking aside, after doing that whole tour up there in this last week, is that I realized how far removed I've actually been from that time of my life. It's now been over 10, 15 years, and I've come to realize and remember that who I am today is not who I was back then. The challenges and joys that I felt then are not the challenges and joys that I feel now. And in fact, the challenges and joys that I have right now will not be the same that I have next year or 10 years from now. The, tru- the truth remains that who I am today is not who I was back then and who, and, I, and who I am is in between what God is going to do in my life. Because of Jesus Christ, I am not who I was I'm sure we can go around this room and hear people's experiences about how God has made us new. Maybe it's only me. Who here is exactly the same as you were 10, 15 years ago? (laughs) No, none of us. That's part of how God grows us, how He molds us, how He shapes us. We can hear many experiences. This scripture that we read together reminded us that we are a called community. A new community. A new community called for more, called to grow, called to change, called to be restored by the image of God. The called community is also what the New Testament calls the new humanity. And it's not just talking about mere improvement or sin management or moralism or religiosity, but This new thing that God is doing in each one of us is actually all about transformation. A community that is called to go out and follow Jesus no matter what the cost. A community that carries our crosses, that carries our burdens, and trusts in Jesus completely in all times, in all seasons, no matter what that's our calling. That's who we're called to be. And each call from God requires a response. And the call from God is this, and this is for each one of us here, whether here in person or online, older or younger. The call from God is that we would go from being just simply creations, creatures of God, to being children of God. That's His call. And everyone here has a a common calling. We have a first calling and a secondary calling. We have a primary calling and a second calling. And everyone has this similar calling. Our first calling and our first um, uh, call from God is this, that we would be with God. That is our primary calling. Each one of us is called to be with God. Nuestro primer llamado es estar con Dios y permanecer en Cristo. So our first calling is to be with God. What does that mean? Our first calling has nothing to do with you doing anything. But it has everything to do with who we are being. Where we are, who we are being is, you know, where we place our identity. Identity. Our first and primary calling is that we would be with God and that we would be His children. That is our first and primary calling. But we all have a second calling as well. And that second calling is to take action and to serve God to allow God to use you with your gifts, with your talents, with your experiences, with uh, with your personality, all for His purposes, that you would take action and serve to make the shift from simply being a consumer or being a creature of God to being a child of God, an active member in God's family, trusting in Jesus. Now, when we trust in Jesus, when we place our hope and faith in Him, we fulfill our first calling of being with God. that's actually what we celebrate during this Easter season. We respond to God initiating connection with us, right? God became like us so that we could be with Him. And the story of Jesus continues today. We continue to be his spiritual body in this world when we carry our crosses, when we carry these burdens and bring them before God. When we do as Jesus did, when we embrace these spiritual disciplines, we begin to embrace our calling. The story of Jesus continues through us with this pattern. In life, there are going to be many occasions where we have to carry our crosses. There are going to be occasions where we're going to have to die, die to self, die figuratively, die literally to something. But then there will always be resurrection. This is the pattern that we are invited to as Jesus followers into life, death, and resurrection over and over again. The people of the way, the people that follow the way of Jesus follow this pattern. We take the way of the cross and we take the way of resurrection. We are a people that fall into this. Life, death, resurrection, multiplication over and over again. And we're a people that will not go away. We will take on this pattern and continue to multiply. We're going to keep going no matter what may come. The generation before me knew the name of Jesus and the generation after me, after us, will know the name of Jesus. We receive it and we will pass it on to the next generation. We steward it for this time and we live and exist to continue to tell this story, to invite people into this journey of death, resurrection, and multiplication. That's what we will experience personally and even as a community as we follow Jesus in this life. And you and I are invited to take an active part in this story when we respond to God's call. When we respond to the call and when we give a deep yes to God. When we say yes to a story that is so much bigger than just you or me or just this building or to just the activities or anything material, when we respond to the call, we become a part of an eternal story of life, death, resurrection, and multiplication. And it is a story that connects us to God's people throughout history and throughout the world as well. Todos estamos invitados a responder al llamado de Dios. We're all called to respond to the call of God, to be a part of this new humanity, this new thing that God is doing, this called community, to be a child of God. That's our common calling, that we would be children of God. So, just to be clear, So we all understand it because I know sometimes in conversations I've had with some of you, um, that's always been a, a struggle to navigate. What is my calling, right? I've even asked myself that question. But remember, we have a first calling and that first calling is a common calling that we all have to be with God. And then our second calling is to use our gifts to serve. So, again, just the best idea that I can think about with uh, with understanding our calling. Our first calling is really this uh, uh, a lot to understand the first and secondary calling in our lives. It's a lot like a parent, a mother, or father going to an ice cream shop with a child, right? I've shared this story with some of you before. But the primary purpose of that the parent has is to be with the child, to go together to the ice cream shop, to bond, to love, to grow, to just be together in that experience. But then, so that's our primary calling, going to the ice cream shop, doing life, doing something enjoyable, just being with God, our Father. But then we all have a secondary calling, and in that secondary calling, God is allowing us to pick the ice cream flavor, to pick the flavor of vocation, of serving, of of leading, of whatever that may be. So remember this, God is not committed to just a blueprint in your life. God is not committed to just a script or one specific plan that you may have. But God is committed to you, and he will be faithful to you in all seasons. But that's part of the calling, to be with God, but then by his grace, he allows us to choose a flavor, and he will be with us and be faithful in whatever that may be. So again, part of the call that we have is to be children of God. To, again, go from being merely creatures of God to being children of God and to fully embracing that and inviting others into that. That's the call for all people in all times, in all places. It's a calling and invitation from God. He will never force us to take on this calling. He will never manipulate us. He will never try to trick us or coerce us to become His children, to live out our calling but it's a joyful invitation from God. So just be clear about this when it comes to calling and leaning leaning into our calling. The choice to be who you were created to be, that's yours. The choice is yours. God is ready to do the work. He's done the heavy lifting. He's made a way. But are you willing to take the next step to lean in, to who God created you to be. You know, we can hear talk about this, about calling and resurrection and multiplication, and we can remain comfortable, and we can just let this, the great calling that He has upon our lives, this new creation, this new humanity, being sons and daughters of God, we can just hear that and let it go on without us. Or we can remain comfortable in our religious customs, religious patterns, without surrendering our lives without surrendering who are our trust over to God. But what comes to mind when we insist on acting that way, when we want to just uh, be in this, keep God at a comfortable arm's length, when we refuse to really step in with both feet to this true calling, this deeper calling that He has for us, What comes to mind for me is a picture of a feast. When we remain comfortable and do not respond to the call of God, that is like going to a feast and not eating any of the food, but just looking at it without taking part in it. Or like going to a restaurant, right? A bunch of restaurants are beginning to open up now at some capacity, but it would be like just going there, ordering, and just looking at the food without eating it. know, some of us maybe just want to take a picture and put it on Instagram or something like that, right? But we're called for more. We're called to take and eat. God calls us to feast. So when we lean into our calling, that's not just looking at the food that's taking and eating, that's feasting together. And we see this image throughout the Scriptures, to take and eat, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Notice that it doesn't say, look and see, but taste and see. So, Imago Church, friends, brothers, sisters, you are a called community. You are called by God, community and individuals called by God to pass on this good news, to invite others to become children of God. This year, we're uh, really focusing on discipleship and on mission. So, we're a church that is good news to the community, not just to ourselves. This month, we are encouraging everyone, especially in this Easter season, to be able to invite at least two people into life with God, into connecting here at Imago Church, whether it's online or in person or through Easter or any service projects or any ways that we have of connecting here, those taking their first steps, those taking their next steps with God. So that's part of the invitation for all of us here, to invite at least two people, to continue to widen the circle and invite others into this call of life with God. Again, invite them in person with protocols here at the church or to connect online and especially during Easter that we have coming up in two weeks. And here's the truth when it comes to making invitations, to evangelizing, to sharing our faith, to inviting others into a call. The truth is that no one can invite everyone, but everyone can invite someone. And there are different ways to do that with the service project on April 24th, with Good Friday on April 2nd, or Easter on April 4th, invite others to take part in the feast. And even on on Easter Sunday, we're going to have a picnic feast together as a church community right outside. There'll be a fun Easter egg hunt for kids as well And we'll find ways to safely be able to enjoy that time together at Evergreen Island in Tulare on April 4th. So, why we live out this call and call others into life with God, into inviting people, is because we remember that for each one of us, our journey started somewhere. Our journey with God started through an invitation. Some of you were invited by your parents, by your family members, by friends. Some of you have even told me some of your stories. You were invited into a relationship with God through even a kind stranger or through a circumstance that was outside of your control. Everyone starts their journey somewhere. And all of those are ways that God invites us and God calls us. God can use you to invite others. God can use you to call others into new life and transformation with Him. So the summary of the Bible is really this, and this is what we preach every single week together, what we sing in our songs together. It's this summary that says Jesus is where the life is at. It's one thing to have a lot of knowledge about the Bible, or about the church, or about religion, but it is another thing to live out our calling as children of God, inviting others to also receive their calling to become children of God. The Bible will always invite us into living truth, to not just conform to informational truth, or inspirational truth, but into living truth truth. And we live to have a passion and continued craving for Jesus because He is the living bread of life. And we're called to share this bread. We're called to share this good news with others. That's why we do life together as a church. That's why we're rebuilding and restoring and moving together toward greater things in 2021 to share this good news with others, to point to life, to point to Jesus where the life is at. Some of us may be thinking, well, why us? Why would God call us in such a time, and such a place as this? Why has God called us for this particular and difficult mission of inviting others into their true call, into life with God, into life together here at Imago Church? Some of you may, may not feel like the most qualified for that. I've felt that before as well. But God still calls us just as we are, to join God in this mission of rebuilding. And let's just be clear about it, right? Let's get the elephant out of the room. None of us have the most resources, the most abilities, the most anything. This is not a mega church. We don't have thousands of people, and we don't have millions of dollars to just give away. And I, by no means, am I a perfect pastor or a magic leader with all of the answers and quick fixes, But instead of looking at what we don't have, why don't we start with what we do have? And let's realize that each one of us here, we are all here by grace. Todos estamos aquí por la gracia de Dios. We are all here by grace. So grace means this. It means that God chooses to call us and God chooses to use us for His purposes. We ourselves are perhaps not the most qualified inviters or evangelists, but we have been chosen to spread the good news, to invite, to evangelize, and invite others, and God will use us just as we are in the circumstances that we are in. So, we all really are called together to lean in to this call because as we've said it before here at Imago Church and maybe you're tired of me saying it but that means you're getting it God does not call the qualified but he qualifies the called God does not call the qualified but he qualifies the called and each one of you friends brothers sisters you are called the gospel has a way of both lifting us up and humbling us, of exalting us and humbling us at the same time. As children of God, we are a people with a new way, a new culture, a people that live for generosity, a people that give generously and lay down our lives for the sake of our calling. And we believe this promise as we respond to the call and share the good news of Jesus with others, just as we are. God will gather people near and far. He will draw people near to him. You and I, we're not in charge of the outcome, but we are called to take action, to respond, and to invite others into a life with God. You and I have a purpose. Todos aquí tenemos propósito. Because here's the bottom line: who I am and my identity is more than what I look like on the outside and more than what I feel like on the inside. In Christ, I know who I am. In Christ, I am forgiven. In Christ, I am protected. In Christ, I am secure in His love. In Christ, I am alive and set free. And friends, you can be too. That's the call for all of us to find your identity in Christ. Encuentra tu identidad en Él. God's arm is already extended toward you. As it says in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 8a, it says this. It says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you, just as you are. Come to him and receive your calling. Above all, God sees you and says, you belong to me. You are mine, and you will know who you are when you confidently know whose you are. I want you to take that with you, wherever you go. You will know who you are when you confidently know whose you are. At Imago, we don't get tired of reminding each other that our identity is in the image of God and our purpose is in the image of Christ. Because again, here's the bottom line and the truth about identity. If we don't base our identity in who God calls us to be, then we're going to base our identity in our circumstances, in our feelings, in situations which we have no control over. Does that sound familiar? Did 2020 and 2021 teach us nothing? Did it not teach us that we are not in control of circumstances, of situations, of things that we're powerless over? but if we don't base our identity in who God calls us to be, then we're going to base our identity in what something or someone else calls us to be. It's really that simple. And many of us here, I'm sure we can go around and we can think we've all been called different things in the past. Some of those things positive, maybe some of those things not so positive. But may we together remember that there is a calling that is truer on your life. Brother, sister, young one, elderly, there is a calling that is truer in your life. You are called by God. Draw near to Him today. as children of God, we have a calling that is truer. So, may we let go of whatever former calling or whatever former thinking or old way of thinking, and may we hold on to Jesus and experience the pleasure of being eternally a part of God's called community. We're no longer apart from, but we're forever now a part of, a part of God's family, a part of a called community with purpose and identity. The living Lord calls us. Will we respond? Jesus calls you. Will you respond? Let's pray together. Lord God, we we thank you because you call us to yourself. Te damos gracias, Señor, porque nos llamas a ti. You call us to yourself, and we pray, Lord, that this message would be for everyone, whether those at home or here in person, Lord God. We trust in you, and that is how we go from being just creations and creatures of God to being children of God. Thank you, Lord, for loving, for saving us, and God, right now we just confess. We confess you as Lord God. We surrender to you, and we ask you to be, take your rightful place as the center of our lives. Lord, today, if some of us are taking that first step or renewed step, I just pray, Lord, that we would lean in to that call to choose to follow you and to do life with you today and into eternity would your holy spirit be the one lord to bring it all together to shape our calling lord first and foremost to be with you and to do life with you god and then our secondary calling to serve you to love you with our gifts our talents our treasures our time god